You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 264. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Body podcast, and I hope you're doing great. I hope you're feeling great, and I hope you are as healthy as can be. Super excited because Strong Body is going to be here before you know it, and registration has opened up for Strong Body. So, if you want to be in the 21 day challenge to put on muscle, let me tell you, these awesome workouts are I always say this, I feel like, but I feel like they're some of my best yet. So worked really hard on strength training videos, core videos, there's a warm-up video, a stretch video, everything you need, including some cardio burst videos. So you're gonna be able to put on muscle, burn calories, and let's do it in 21 days and get spring and summer body ready. If you want that information, go to earnthatbody.com. Right there on the homepage, there is a button that says strong body. Strong Body Challenge, let's take it, let's take the challenge, let's make the commitment. And of course, the first time on ever I offer a program like this, we do a big Facebook support group. And so it's a lot of fun. Uh, You'll get a lot of support there and see lots of like-minded people just like you trying to get super fit. And that honestly holds you a little more accountable. Now, what are we talking about today? The aging body. What is normal? Is it normal? How can you age even better? How can you take care of your body as it ages? So many things to think about. And when I was doing this research, I thought it was really interesting that there are some things you need to expect as you age. And then there are some things it's just to really sort of have this background and education on to understand what's normal, whether it's your cardiovascular system, your bones, your joints, your muscles, even your digestive system changes as you age. So does your bladder, so does your sexuality, your ears, your eyesight. All of these things change as you get older. And some of this change is normal, And some of it might be a little extreme and there might be something that you can do to balance that out and slow that aging process. So we are gonna talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from Idea Fitness Magazine, they say time for an oil change, or I should say they ask, time for an oil change. And what they're saying is that despite the word vegetable, In the name, perhaps we should approach vegetable oils with caution. In a commentary published in Advances in Nutrition, scientists suggest that if consumed too often, vegetable oils like sunflower, soy, and corn oil, they can raise inflammation levels in the body and may raise the risk for conditions like Alzheimer's and heart disease. Now, the report's authors say that when these oils are heated to a high temperature, and that's what happens during deep frying or roasting or when making packaged foods like chips, a harmful chemical process called oxidation occurs in their omega-6 fatty acids. 
Now these oils can still be consumed. You just need to do it in moderation. And in fact, the omega-6 fatty acid, linoleic acid, is considered essential to the body. So we do need it in our diets. But the smart move might be to swap out the oils for lower omega-6 options. So that would be things like olive oil, avocado oil, or even flax. Having those more often might be a benefit. And you can also use these alternatives with greater frequency in lower heat food preparation methods like sauteing. So it's not that you can't have the vegetable oil, I definitely do, but you need to be careful in terms of how much you have and at how high a temperature you're cooking the foods at. So something to definitely think about. I have actually done a podcast in the past about oils. So you might want to check out episode number 152. It's called Cooking Oils, Which is Healthiest? And we do sort of go through each of the different types of oils out there that we use when cooking and which ones you might want to focus on and which ones you might want to back off on. So definitely check out episode number 152 if you have not gotten there already. Now we're going to talk today, as I said, about aging. I want you to understand, no matter what age you're at right now, sort of what's to come in a healthy aging body, what's normal, what's not maybe normal, and that would be something that might be a little eye-opening for you. You might, I might say something and you might be like, ooh, that's opposite for me right now. Maybe I need to have this checked out. And that's always my goal, right? One of the things I'm doing in this podcast is simply trying to educate people about a healthy body. And so sometimes we need to hear something to realize that something's not quite right in your body and you might need to see a doctor. Or maybe you're going to listen and say, oh, that's why this is happening and it's completely normal with age. So education is powerful, right? It really tells us what's going on. Is it normal? Is it not? And that's always a great place to start (laughs) to understand the human body. Now, the information that I'm going to bring to you today comes from Mayo Clinic, also comes from WebMD. And the first thing that they talk about is that the basic aging characteristics that you might be thinking of, like wrinkles and gray hair, yes, that is definitely part of aging, right? But do you know how aging is also going to affect your teeth? how it's gonna affect your heart, even your sexuality. Those are things that are important to know so that you have expectations set, right? As you're getting older. So let's start with that very first one, which is your cardiovascular system. What is exactly happening to your cardiovascular system as you age? Well, the most common change in the cardiovascular system is that the blood vessels start stiffening, right? They start getting harder and the arteries start stiffening as well. And it causes your heart to have to work a little bit harder to pump blood through them. And the heart muscles change to adjust to that increased workload. And your heart rate at rest will stay about the same, but it won't increase during activities as much as it used to. And these changes increase the risk of high blood pressure, also called hypertension, and other cardiovascular problems. So what can you do to promote heart health as you age? 
Well, one of the best things you can do is include physical activity in your daily routine, right? And we talk about that all the time. As you age, you've got to stay active. So whether that's by walking or swimming or strength training, regular, moderate, doesn't have to be extreme, regular, moderate physical activity can in fact help you maintain a healthy weight and then that is going to help you lower your heart disease risk. Another thing that will promote heart health, we talk about it all the time, it's eating a healthy and balanced diet. So having vegetables and fruits and whole grains, high fiber foods, and also lean sources of protein. Those things are also super important to help heart heart health. And you wanna limit foods that are high in saturated fat and also salt. They said it, not me. (laughs) So watching that salt intake as you get older, super important for heart health. Now this goes without saying, but you don't want to smoke, people. If you are a smoker out there, smoking contributes to the hardening of your arteries. And it's going to increase your blood pressure. It's going to increase your heart rate. And if you smoke or use other tobacco products, you should ask your doctor how to quit. Find a plan, find a path, find anything you need to stop smoking. That is the one thing that you need to eliminate right away. How else can you help heart health? You need to manage your stress. And this one's a really hard one. I feel like, oh, this is the one that's just so easy. It's easier said than done, right? Stress really and truly can take a toll on your body and on your heart. So you wanna take steps to reduce stress like meditation. Even exercise is a great way to manage stress. Um, Maybe you need to seek therapy to manage your stress. 100% okay to do. I highly recommend it to everyone all the time. I'm always saying if you've never been in therapy before, you should go at least once in your life. It it can be life-changing. And if you are someone who is constantly dealing with stress, then you might need to seek therapy. Let someone help you because life is too short to feel stressed all the time. And if you don't have the tools to manage that stress, that's when it can definitely impact your heart health. And the last thing that can promote heart health, another one that I'm super fond of, you need to get enough sleep. I say it all the time. I think this is one of the most highly overlooked aspects of people's health. Quality sleep. It plays a super important role in the healing and repair of your heart and blood vessels. So when you decide to go to bed super late, but you have to get up super early for work, do you even realize that you are hurting that time frame? When your heart and your blood vessels need to heal, they say that you should aim for seven to nine hours a night of sleep. So if you're someone right now who's like, oh my God, I don't even get six hours, then just know that that is impacting your aging body. That is impacting your heart health. It's not just about having energy the next day from a good night's sleep. It's the fact that when you're asleep, so many bodily functions are happening. You secrete hormones when you sleep. You 
need this recovery time. So like the body basically goes into a recovery mode in so many ways, even here, like the heart and the blood vessels are recovering and repairing when you sleep. So take away those sleep hours, you're getting four to five a night, guess what? You're not recovering and you might age a little bit faster and that is not what you want. So please make sleep a total priority. Now let's move on. Your bones, your joints, and your muscles. What's happening to those as you age? Well, your bones tend to shrink in size and they also shrink in density and weakening them and making them more susceptible to guess what? Fractures. You might even become a bit shorter. I was just talking about this with my husband and I was talking about my mom <laughs> and she's, uh, God bless her, she's 5'1". And then I wondered the last time that she's actually, you know, checked her height because as you age, she might be even shorter now. So she might actually be like five feet and that's five inches less than me. So it was just talking about this very thing. But you might become shorter as you age. This is very common. Now the muscles, they generally lose strength, generally lose endurance, and generally lose flexibility as you age. And that can affect coordination, stability, and overall balance. So these are all things that are part of the normal aging process. But what can you do to promote your bone health, to promote that joint strength, and to promote muscle health? Well, the first thing that you really need to do is you need to make sure you're getting adequate amounts of calcium. The National Academy of Science and Engineering and Medicine recommends at least a thousand milligrams of calcium daily for adults. Now, the recommendation increases to 1200 milligrams daily for women aged 51 and older and men aged 71 and older. Dietary sources of calcium include the very first one that they include, just so you listen strongly to this first one, dairy products. I'm gonna come back to that. Dietary sources of calcium, dairy products, broccoli, kale, salmon, tofu. All of those are great dietary sources, but I'm gonna tell you right now, takes a lot of kale and broccoli to get in all the calcium you need. Dairy is one of the highest sources of, of calcium you can take in. So I'm stressing that because a lot of people go dairy-free thinking that it's healthy to go dairy-free. I personally think you should only go dairy-free if you have a dairy intolerance. And maybe you have an intolerance to milk and you don't drink milk anymore. But if you can continue to eat Greek yogurt, which is a super high protein source, has a lot of calcium in it, um, maybe you can still eat cheese. Some of this dairy has so much calcium and your body needs that calcium that as soon as you go dairy-free, you might not realize that you no longer get close to enough calcium anymore. And if you find it difficult to get in this much calcium from your foods, because maybe you do have to go diet uh, dairy-free, you should definitely talk to your doctor and find out if you need a calcium supplement because you do not want to short yourself on calcium as you age. You absolutely 100% need that calcium. 
Now you also want to get adequate amounts of vitamin D. The recommended daily intake of vitamin D is 600 international units for adults up to the age of 70 and 800 for adults over 70. Now many people get adequate amounts of vitamin D from sunlight, but other sources in terms of nutritionally, like from food, would be tuna, salmon, eggs, vitamin D fortified milk, again, you have to drink dairy to get that right, and vitamin D supplements if that's needed. Now, I'm not a big supplement fan, as you know, even for calcium and for vitamin D. I personally don't take it because I go out of my way to make sure I'm getting enough of those things in my diet. But if you're not, that's when you want to talk to your doctor and find out if you need those supplements. Now, another thing that you can do for your bones and your joints and your muscles is include physical activity in your daily routine. So the weight-bearing exercises are going to be so important for your bones and your joints and your muscles, the weight-bearing exercise. Um, That would be things like walking and jogging and tennis, even they say climbing stairs, weight training, obviously. Those are things that are going to help you build strong bones and slow down that bone loss, okay? You don't want to be losing that bone structure as you age. You don't want to have those fractures. You don't want to be frail. You don't want to be that kind of elderly person. So you want to make sure that you're doing the weight-bearing exercises Like I just said, that you're walking, you're jogging, actually not your biking. That's not considered a weight-bearing exercise. So something to keep in mind when you're creating that cross-training workout plan that you have some of the weight-bearing types of workouts in your routine. Now, the last thing you can do to benefit the bones and the joints and the muscles, make sure you avoid substance abuse. I do have to say it because not everybody is the same. And some people are smoking. You want to avoid smoking. Some people are not limiting their alcoholic beverages and they're drinking way too much. And that can also impact you as you age. So ask your doctor about how much alcohol is safe for your age, for your gender, and for your general health. Okay, I've done a lot of alcohol podcasts as well, so you can definitely tune into those. But it's always great. Just simply ask your doctor what is recommended. Now, as you age, your digestive system is also going to be impacted. Who knew, right? Age-related structural changes in your large intestine, oddly enough, can result in constipation as you get older. Ugh, lucky us, right? (laughs) Just what we all wanted to hear. Other contributing factors include lack of exercise, not drinking enough fluids, and a low-fiber diet. Medications like diuretics and iron supplements and certain medical conditions like diabetes also can contribute to constipation. So knowing that constipation is something that can happen as you age, it's another reason you really want to be careful of the things that you put in your body. Meaning if you're taking certain medications that you maybe don't have to be taking anymore, but you were just on it forever because the doctor never told you otherwise, you might want to consult with your doctor and say, hey, I'm still taking this medication you prescribed me many, many years ago for maybe it was an antidepressant, but maybe you don't have some of those issues anymore. 
and maybe you can wean off it. Now, never go off medication without talking to your doctor first. I'm just saying, you would be amazed at how many doctors are prescribing medications, but not creating the plan to how to wean off it one day. And not all medications are meant to be taken forever. And some of these medications are going to impact your digestive system. And knowing that aging is already gonna create a potential constipation, do you have to be on all of the medications? I don't know. It's something you wanna ask your doctor, right? It's another reason I don't like anybody to be hooked on supplements because we don't know A, what's in them, and B, are those going to impact your constipation later in life? We don't know. The less you can put in your body that's not actual real food, the better. However, sometimes you do need medications and sometimes you do need these supplements. Again, that is a conversation that you should have with your doctor. Always be, always feel like you can ask your doctor these questions like, hey, I now have been on this medication for five years. Is it something that you see me taking forever or is it something you think I can get off eventually? Just something I like to bring up because I think it is really important to have that open conversation with your doctor. Now, what can you do to prevent constipation as you age? Because let me tell you, nobody wants to be constipated, right? The first thing you can do is you can eat a healthy diet. Sometimes easier said than done, right? Make sure that your diet includes high fiber foods. That's why with my clients, I tell them, look, I don't wanna just reduce your calories for your weight loss. I wanna see you change how you eat so that now you're getting enough fiber in your day and you're having balanced nutrition. So to get enough fiber, we need to increase our fruits, our vegetables, our whole grains. You wanna limit high fat meats, you might need to limit dairy products if they cause you constipation. If they don't, then don't worry about limiting that, right? You're gonna to wanna to limit those sweets. That's certainly not gonna help you. They can cause constipation as well. And you really wanna make sure that you are drinking enough water and fluids throughout the day because dehydration is definitely not gonna help constipation. Another thing you can do for constipation, you gotta work out because physical activity in your daily routine actually does help keep the system moving down there, meaning preventing constipation. So if you're very sedentary, that usually creates constipation. Getting up, moving around, walking, jogging. I mean, I don't know about you, but you go out for a run and that is gonna get your digestive system going. You always hope that you went to the bathroom before you go for that run. So moving your body, staying physically active daily will help with constipation. And another point they bring up, and I've talked about it before, they say don't ignore the urge to have a bowel movement. So holding in a bowel movement for too long guess what? That will cause constipation. If your body's like, hey, I gotta go, get up and go right then. And I know that feeling where you're like, oh, wait, I'm right in the middle of this work thing. I gotta go, but I gotta finish this work thing. And then by the time you finish that work thing, all of a sudden you don't have to go anymore. Well, you've just sort of told your body, I'm not gonna go. And so I don't know what it does with it, but it pushes it aside, or further inside, I guess I should say, and it constipates you because you weren't gonna go when it needed to go. Don't do that. Don't ignore the urge to go. Go as soon as you have to go. <laughs> now, 
Another thing when you're aging that will change, your bladder and your urinary tract. Now let's talk about what's happening there. Your bladder may become less elastic as you age. That's just normal. That's part of aging, all right? And this can result in the need to urinate more often. Now, weakening of bladder muscles and the pelvic floor muscles might make it difficult for you to empty your bladder completely or cause you to lose bladder control. That's called urinary incontinence. In men, an enlarged or inflamed prostate also can cause difficulty emptying the bladder and incontinence. Now, other factors that contribute to incontinence include being overweight, nerve damage from diabetes, certain medications, caffeine, and even alcohol consumption. So those are all good things to think about if that's a problem that you're already having. What can you do to promote bladder and urinary tract health? Well, the first thing they say is go to the toilet regularly. Consider urinating on a regular schedule, like every hour, and slowly extend the amount of time between your toilet trips. Another thing, maintaining a healthy weight. If you are overweight, you want to lose that weight because it's not going to help promote bladder health and urinary tract health. Do not smoke. If you smoke or use tobacco products, ask your doctor to help you quit. That's also going to impact your bladder and your urinary tract. They recommend that you do Kegel exercises to exercise your pelvic floor muscles. You're gonna squeeze the muscles you would use to stop passing gas. That's how they explain it, I think that's hilarious. Uh, You wanna try squeezing for three seconds at a time and then you relax for a count of three. That's what a Kegel exercise is. And you wanna work your way up to about 10 to 15 times in a row, at least three times a day. So I had a friend who used to say she always did Kegel exercises at the red, red lights. So when she was in her car, you're just sitting there, maybe you start to think about doing Kegel exercises. No one's gonna know what you're doing. It's all internal. <laughs> Squeeze for three seconds and then relax for a count of three to five. Do that 10 times at your red light and you're gonna be good to go. You wanna avoid bladder irritants. That would be things like caffeine, acidic foods, alcohol, Carbonated beverages can also make incontinence worse. And avoid constipation. You want to eat more high fiber foods and take other steps to avoid constipation because that also can worsen incontinence. Let's move on and talk about your memory. So we all know with aging, we've heard that your memory sort of lightens up. (laughs) or I don't know how to word it even better, but you know, your memory's not quite so strong as you age, right? Well, what exactly is happening? Your brain undergoes changes as you age that may have minor effects on your memory or even your thinking skills. So for example, healthy older adults might forget familiar names or words, or they might find it difficult to multitask. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm turning 50 this year and I definitely sometimes forget a name or I'm like, what's that word? I can't think of the word. It's already happening, right? The memory is being impacted and yet it's normal. There is a normal part of this that's just part of aging, but there are some things you can do to promote cognitive health. 
You could include physical activity in your daily routine. Are you starting to see a pattern here with that? <laughs> because they actually say that physical activity increases blood flow to your whole body, and that includes your brain. And studies suggest regular exercise is associated with better brain function and reduces stress and reduces depression, and those are both factors that affect memory. So another reason we gotta keep on moving. They say you should eat a healthy diet. Again, do you see a pattern here? A heart healthy diet may benefit your brain. They say it's the fruits and the vegetables and the whole grains. You want low fat protein sources. You want the fish, lean meat, skinless poultry. Those things are going to definitely help. And they say that too much alcohol can lead to confusion and memory loss. This is something I have personally seen recently in family, a realization that alcohol was affecting their memory. And I'm not talking about, oh, when they were drinking, they were kind of drunk and they didn't remember. I'm talking about drinking kind of like every night, even if it was just one glass, and then a realization that they couldn't remember things, not because they were drunk. And then we soon did this research and came to realize that as you get to a certain age, you don't metabolize alcohol the same, and it can, in fact, impair your memory. So something to think about. You also want to stay mentally active. And staying mentally active may help sustain your memory and thinking skills. It's kind of like use it or lose it. And as we get older, I feel like we don't use it as much, right? So it's like when you were young, you were in school, you were constantly like concentrating and taking tests. And we're just so very mentally active. And even when you're working, you're very mentally active depending on your career. But then you might go into retirement and all of a sudden, maybe you don't read as much and maybe you don't do these mentally stimulating things anymore. And it's almost like you don't use it, then you lose it. And that goes for your cognitive health. So things that you can do is make sure that you are reading still every single day. And it's great to play word games to keep that cognitive health going. Um, taking classes, taking up a new hobby, playing an instrument, doing things to use your brain in different ways. I mean, I don't know about you, but are you hooked on Wordle yet? <laughs> I remember when my sister last month said, oh, do you play Wordle? And I looked, I looked at her text and I thought, I do not need one more game. I already play Words with Friends every night. And who needs to be on this gosh darn phone one more minute? And then I'm seeing this Wordle thing. Everybody's playing Wordle. And now I'm hooked. And now every day I play Wordle. But I do feel like it's benefiting my cognitive health because you're using your brain in a very different way when you play this game. So if you haven't played it, W-O-R-D-L-E, just Google it. It's only online. It's actually not an app. I'm sure it's coming. Uh, New York Times just bought it. So um, a little Wordle might actually help your cognitive health. Another thing that might help cognitive health is they say that being social, social interactions help ward off depression and stress and those things contribute to memory loss. So you might want to volunteer at a local school or a nonprofit organization, spend time with family, with friends, go to more social events, although I know that's still hard because of COVID. But it is important to have this social interaction. 
Now, just on a personal level, I will tell you that with COVID in the last couple of years, I very much so isolated myself because I 100% do not want COVID. I am double vaccinated and I'm boosted and I'm still very cautious. But I did just go to lunch with a girlfriend last week and I have to say it really benefited my mood. And I don't think that I'm depressed at all from my sort of isolation, but I could tell that having this social interaction definitely lightened me up and made me feel better. And it made me realize that the social interaction is definitely something that I'm lacking right now. And it's really interesting that they're saying be social to promote cognitive health. So if you're someone who's been really isolating as well, you might want to find some safe ways to start getting back out there. You can still wear a mask. You can meet people for lunch outside. You can do it in the safest way possible. But just know that being social is important and it's something I hope we can all get back to really soon. Another thing you can do is treat cardiovascular disease. And they say that following your doctor's recommendations to manage cardiovascular risk factors like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, that can increase the risk of cognitive decline. So you just want to make sure that you're continuing to follow your doctor's recommendations so that you don't have those risk factors that are going to make cognitive function even more difficult. And then, of course, the last one, you do need to quit smoking. If you smoke, quitting smoking is going to help your cognitive health, all right? So if you're concerned about memory loss or other changes in your thinking, if you're sort of someone who's been experiencing something a little weird lately and you feel like you're having trouble or you're struggling lately with your memory, go see your doctor. Make sure you're getting that yearly checkup and make sure it's something that you discuss with them. Now, would you believe your eyes and your ears change as you get older. Both of them. Now, eyes I already knew, right? And ears too. I I think they say men more often have some ear ear and hearing decline. But with age, you might have difficulty focusing on objects that are close up. It's usually that close up stuff that people can no longer see as they age. And you might become more sensitive to glare and have trouble adapting to different levels of light. And aging can also affect your eye's lens, causing clouded vision, and that's basically what cataracts is. Now, your hearing also might diminish. You might have difficulty hearing high frequencies or following a conversation in a crowded room. These things are normal with age. What can you do to promote eye and ear health? The really best thing you can do is schedule regular checkups. So you want to take your doctor's advice about glasses or contact lens, hearing aids, potentially corrective devices, and take precautions, meaning wear sunglasses or a wide-brimmed hat when you're outside if that sun and the glare is impacting your eyesight. Um, you might need earplugs when you're allowed when you're around loud things like loud machines or loud concerts. You want to also protect your hearing. Now, personal note: I don't wear glasses. I'm almost 50 years old. Every single person in my family wears glasses, and I have just sort of been like, "Woohoo! I'm the one. I don't need glasses." And now I'm almost 50, and let me tell you, all of a sudden, it hits. Now, when I went to the eye doctor at 40, she says, don't you need glasses? You can still read. And I said, I can read. I'm fine. She says, well, you, I'm going to tell you this. 
At age 45, you're going to be back in here and you're going to need glasses. You won't make it past 45. Now, first of all, don't ever tell someone that because you don't know. That's like telling someone who has a disease that they're only going to live X amount more months. You don't know. She didn't know because I got to 49 and I still don't wear glasses and I can still read. <laughs> got it? But I will tell you this. Funny little story. I was at dinner with my son a few months ago um, at my favorite restaurant, Uchi, which if you live in Austin and you haven't been there, you're really missing out. But this happened to me and it's never happened to me before. We get there. It's a little darker inside. It's a nice restaurant. And we, you know, open the menus and I was like, I couldn't read it. And I have so many friends who like have been through this or like they get their phones out, they turn their flashlight on the menu and I'm always laughing like, oh my gosh, like you need that. I literally couldn't read the menu. Now, once my eyes adjusted, it took a little while, then I could read the menu. So I was like, okay, indicator, like the glasses are coming. Then the bill came and it was just like, just like all the people I know who are aging, they get their phones out, they put the flashlight on. I could not read that bill. I kid you not, I had to ask my son to read the bill. So it's part of aging, right? I guess someone here needs to go see the eye doctor. I think I'm gonna make it to 50 or just under 50, that's about where I'm at, and then I clearly need some glasses. <laughs> make sure I go, everybody out there, make sure I go. Now what about your teeth? Your teeth also are impacted by aging. Your gums might pull back from your teeth. Certain medications, like those that treat allergies, asthma, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, they can cause dry mouth. And as a result, your teeth and gums might become slightly more vulnerable to decay and infection. What can you do for that? You gotta make sure you're brushing your teeth twice a day and using regular dental floss every day as well. And you wanna get those scheduled dental checks every six months. Now, what about your skin? We all know that our skin changes as we age. It is not the point or that it's not the best thing of aging by any means. I mean, none of these things are great that they're gonna happen to us, but you know, I always tell people like, you know, what's the alternative? If you're not gonna age, the alternative's not good, right? So we're gonna age, but what about our skin? It's gonna become more thin. It's gonna become less elastic. It's gonna become more fragile. And you might notice that you bruise more easily. Decreased production of natural oils might make your skin even drier. Wrinkles, age spots, Small growths called skin tags are more common as you age. Look, it's gonna happen, all right? Like on the front of my legs, I have more of like the dimples now. It's not like the cellulite on the back of my legs, which I do have too, but I can see already that my skin is changing throughout my body, not just my face. And I tell you this because I want you to know it's happening to me too and I eat super healthy and I work out, but some of this is just gonna happen. So don't look in the mirror and beat yourself up. Just accept and love yourself that this is part of aging and it's okay to age, all right? But if we can do anything, what can we do for our healthy skin as it ages? They say that you should bathe or shower in warm water. Don't use hot water, all right? You wanna use mild soap. You wanna use moisturizers. You wanna take precautions when you're outside, meaning sunscreen, protective clothing, big hats. 
You want to check your skin regularly, at least once a year with your dermatologist to check for any skin spots that might not be healthy. You don't want to smoke because if you smoke or use tobacco products, ask your doctor to help you quit because smoking contributes to skin damage. You're going to have so many more wrinkles from smoking. It is not going to help your skin. And then there's your weight. What is it about your weight that's going to change as you age? Well, how your body burns calories, that's basically called metabolism. So how your body burns calories, it's going to slow down as you age. Sorry, it's just part of life. It's going to, okay? So just accept it now. And if you decrease activities as you age, but continue to eat the same as you used to, then you're also going to gain weight, right? So to maintain a healthy weight as you age, you have to stay active and you have to eat healthy. So including physical activity in your daily routine is going to help you maintain a healthy weight. Eating a healthy diet with your vegetables, your fruits, your high whole grains, all that stuff like we've already talked about, it's going to help you maintain a healthy weight. And another one that you really need to watch is your portion sizes. So knowing that your metabolism might start slowing down, you might need to cut some calories depending on how active you are. You might have to do that by just making some of your portion sizes a little bit smaller as you get older. Something that you're going to have to sort of play with. And it depends, again, how active you are. And the last thing that's going to change as you age is your sexuality. So with age, sexual needs and performance might change. No kidding, right? Illness or medication might affect your ability to enjoy sex. For women, you'll get vaginal dryness, and that can make sex uncomfortable. For men, it could be impotence. Uh, and that's certainly a concern for men. If these things are happening to you or your partner, always see your doctor. Let them give you all of your options. But they do say that getting regular exercise improves the release of sexual hormones, and that's going to help. Um, but really, all you can do is accept some of the change. But again, if it's getting to a point where it's seeming... So uncomfortable you can't bear it for you or your partner, see the doctor. That's always going to be like my number one advice, right? Because when you see a doctor, you can get your options and see what's available to you and also to just make sure that everything is okay and in line with normal aging. Now, I often hear my clients and my friends and they say, oh, I went to the doctor and my testosterone is at zero and my this is at zero, my estrogen is low. There is a certain amount of that that's normal because you're aging. Your sex hormones are going to decrease. Um, I personally, I, I'm standing strong. I haven't hit menopause yet, but it is my goal to go through menopause without taking any hormones. I trust the human body and I feel that if I am healthy and I am fit and I am at a healthy weight, that my body should be able to go through menopause without help. Yet, I am telling you, some people need help, and that's okay. Just because that is my goal doesn't mean it has to be your goal, and just because it's my goal doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I will be the first to share with you if I end up having to take hormones one day when I go through menopause. 
But it's my opinion that the body can do a lot. I feel that once you start on any hormones in your body, you'll have to take them forever. So your body is gonna grow very dependent on those hormones. So you just wanna be really careful that when you find out that your hormones are dropping, you really wanna make sure, is that just part of normal aging? Because I've talked to my doctor and she thinks that it's crazy how many people are taking a lot of the hormones that they're taking and their doctors are telling them that this is at zero and you need to be on this, you need to be on that. And she seems to think that, you know, it's, there's a certain amount of normal hormone drop that is happening. People don't want it to happen though, right? They want to be at their 20-year-old hormone level, but that's not really what the body's supposed to do. So don't be afraid that your hormone levels are dropping. But again, if you're at a point where you're getting symptoms that are unbearable to you, you should go to the doctor and if they recommend hormones and those hormones make you feel better and you feel awesome now, that's fantastic. You have to do what's right for you. Just make sure you have that conversation with your doctor and ask them all the questions. Do I have to stay on this forever? Is there gonna be a point I come off this? Ask all the questions, get all the knowledge. That is where your power is, all right? Now listen, you cannot stop the aging process. It's just, you can't. If you stop the aging process, then God forbid, I guess you've died. You cannot stop the aging process, but you can make choices that improve your ability to maintain an active life, to do the things that you love to do, to spend the time with the people that you enjoy being with. You can control those things. So keep eating that healthy, balanced diet because that was like the thing that almost all of these aging symptoms said to do. Keep exercising because that also was one of the ones that all said to do. Get your sleep, be social, get back out there, be social again, just stay safe. And just remember that for every single one of these aging symptoms, there is something you can do to make it a little bit better. And a little bit better is still better, right? So that's everything from Earn That Body today. Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. Hey, if you need help with weight loss right now, make sure you get into one of my next sessions for Earn That Body. Just shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. Tell me what your goals are and I will tell you what program is most appropriate. Have a great week, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.